Hi, I'm Aislinn Waite, and welcome to Just a Tele, where the topics are hot, the laughs are endless, and the conversation is everything. We're talking about it all, from relationships, work, life, God, and so much more. Life is stressful, and I'm here to help. So grab your wine and a snack, and let's get into it. This is Just a Tele. Hey guys, and welcome back to Just a Teller. <laughs> what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Uh, said welcome back to the show. Hey, welcome back to the show. Shake it, shake it. Welcome back to the show. Hey, yo, you know it's Just a Teller, and it's time to float. Welcome back to the Just a Teller show. We about to get it in. We about to make it work. About to hit these topics. About to do that dirt. No, we're not gonna do any dirt. But listen. Um, welcome back. Um, hello. How are you? How was your week? Listen, did you guys love last week's episode or what? Like, what an episode. I really, so first of all, my sister and my my sister and my sister, um, they get on my nerves. (laughs) My last nerve, but that was so insightful. I know for me, um, a lot of those questions and concerns and things that I was bringing to them to kind of try to answer and make plain for us, they definitely not only came from a place of like my own fear and insecurity about turning 30, but then the fears and insecurities about turning 30s that I've heard from other women and women close to me, conversations I've had with my friends. So that like reassurance that like, number one, it's not over at 30. And number two, like you got to start walking in you at 30, like even before 30, like you've got a boundaries, right? That was so impactful. So if you guys didn't listen to last week's episode, go back um, and watch the episode before this. And it was 1991 and 1995, something like that. Go back and watch that episode because I promise you it is worth the watch. That was really impactful. Um, but listen, welcome back to just a teller again. And, um, I hope everybody's having a good week. It has been, it has definitely been a week over here. Um, it has been a week of just like testing faith. It's been a week of, you know, just holding on. Um, (laughs) it's been a week of definitely like attitude adjustment. Um, so I'm just, you know, we're doing the best we can over here. (laughs) Nevertheless, um, let's jump into, the podcast. Let's jump into the topic. Um, so today, um, I'm going to get my Spike Lee on and sorry, I am, first of all, if things sound, if audio sounds a little different, I should probably put a little disclaimer in there. I'm hoping that the audio sounds better. Um, I'm playing with a different like mic situation right now. Um, I know it always actually sounds pretty decent when I use, um, when I do the, um, calls, I'm sorry. What am I saying? No, I know it always sounds, it actually sounds pretty decent when I do the calls with everybody else. So I'm trying to find a way, cause I know there's that weird buzzing in the background and I don't know how to fix it. Like we've been, and like, that's why I say you guys are the loyalist crew because we've been rocking for three seasons of buzzing and like only one person has ever complained to me about the buzzing. <laughs> and they say the people closest to you are your biggest critics. Like, <laughs> so um, 
Yeah, nobody else has really complained about the buzzing, but like it bothers me, especially like you'll hear it. Like I have to redo uh, some of my commercials because like you'll hear it, and I'm like, I don't know if it's the mic or like if it's the way I'm recording. So I'm trying something new. So I'm really hoping that this sounds pretty good. Um, I did test it before, obviously, I came in and started recording because that would be silly. You know, when I get 30 minutes in, and you're like, God, this is trash. I can't use it. I got to start over. So we're, I'm hoping that this, this might be the new, the new way for now until God provides the finances to upgrade uh, the equipment and get something a little bit better and a better system. And prayerfully, when he upgrades the equipment, he upgrades the recording space because it would be nice to have a, like, one solid space to record in. And not have to like keep like taking everything out and like setting it up and recording it and putting it back and ugh. But you do what you can. You got to be faithful with the small, right? How's he going to trust you with the big thing? How's he going to trust you with the plentiful, the the many? If you can't be faithful with the small things, so I just want to be faithful with the small. Um, I definitely act like this is a big production, and who knows? Maybe one day it will de- will be. But I just want to be faithful with what I have. So anyway, <laughs> um. So yeah, I like staying on like faith. This is going to be like a combination of things. So there was something that I definitely wanted to talk about, especially given like the way I've been feeling this week, but then also like given the events of yesterday. And I don't want to say too much. Like I was going to come on here and tell the whole story, but I almost don't want to say too much because I don't want to feel like I'm like bragging on myself. I don't want to feel like I'm just like, Oh my God, like, listen to how amazing I am. Cause that's not what it's about. I definitely was proud of myself. Um, but maybe I'll tell the story. Maybe I won't, but listen. So I want to talk about waiting and faith and not necessarily waiting on like, I know as soon as people hear waiting, they're like, Oh, waiting on a, fa- a spouse. But like when God has made something abundantly clear to you, um, when he said something, he's given you the green light for something. And then all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but over time, and even when you go through with it, you're like, God, I, you sure? Because this right here looked like it's about to be a setup. <laughs> um, and I, I can honestly say like, like that's where I'm at right now. Um, God has told me a few things this year, um, things that are going to happen things that I need to do. He's given me the green light for things like buying a new car. And I'm going to be honest, like I, so I had had savings to the side, um, for this car. And of course, between the down payment and then honestly starting three businesses, um, it's taken a hit. But then also when I sold my old car, I got a check and that check was for um, the payments on this car. But the payments on this car, because of interest and inflation, um, they ended up being a lot significantly higher than what I was hoping that they would be. So I wasn't going to do it, but I felt the Lord being like, you need to trust me. I said it. I said, okay, and I will. And I'm like... Yo, but, 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 but this is not what we, like what I wanted, like, this is not what I talked about, you know? Um, and so it's just, it's, I've reached that point now where I'm starting to get nervous because I'm like, all right, Lord, like you're calling me to leave my job in a month, you know, not specifically a month to the day, but next month, like you're saying like, that's the month I need to leave my job. And like, it's time for me to start walking in what you've called me to do full time, which is, you know, life coaching, 
Um, of course, still recording this podcast for you and all of the other content that I record, the videos, the encouragement, the things like that. Like, I, I still should be doing those things. I should have never stopped. And um, I'm trying to get back on track with that. Like, I actually am in the process of editing, clipping, cutting, getting things together. But it is a process. For those of you who love to watch YouTube videos, let me tell you, even the simplest of videos, it's a process. Because you might go on YouTube and watch like a five-minute video, but that five-minute video could have been a 30-minute video that somebody had to really cut down to get just the best parts into those five minutes. So it's a lot of work. Goes And my videos are, you know, usually more than five minutes, but like, that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of work that goes into, like, I'm not one who has the... It's weird. I can sit down and watch a movie, but like sitting down and watching like a 50, a 45, 50 hour long, 50 minute hour long, um, YouTube video. That's a lot for me. (laughs) That is a lot for me. So it really depends. I have to really be interested. So I try to keep my videos like no more than 20 minutes. I would say anything more than 20 minutes. I can kind of count on people not finishing the video, but you never know. So there's some people out there that don't mind. They're like, yeah, I'll sit here for the whole 55 minutes. I ain't got nothing to do. <laughs> I'm just not that person. So I, I, don't, I would hate to give you something that I myself wouldn't sit through. And I do sit through my videos because um, I watch all my videos. My TikToks, I watch them back. My Instagram videos, um, <clears throat> my inspirations of the week, I, all that stuff. I watch, I watch it back. My little devotionals, like, because I want to learn. I want to make sure that I'm giving you good quality and I want to see where I can improve um in the next one but anyway that's not the point the point is um God has called yeah he's called me to uh do, you know walking these things full time like I've I've made my business cards um this summer is the summer that I am starting my certification to be a doula and then um I'm planning on the plan is still to go and finish my last three classes of my degree. Um, personally, I will say this as a life coach, um, life relationship, health, spiritual confidence coach. Um, I, my business card says prayer, but spiritual, you know, your whole walk with God. But, um, I will say this, um, education, absolutely important, absolutely a great foundation. And I can't sit up here as somebody who's still finishing her degree like literally 10 years later. (laughs) And that's fine. Life took me on a different path, which is where I'm going. As somebody who's still finishing her degree and has bounced back and forth with being like, do I even need this thing? Do I even want this thing? Um, I can honestly tell you that education is not wasted. It's, it does absolutely suck that, especially here in America, we have to pay so much for higher education. Like, and they make it so hard. I'll be honest. Like it's, so difficult. Higher education is so hard to achieve. It's so difficult. It's a long process. It's very expensive. And it's like, oh, if you don't have the grades, like you can't, or if you don't test, you know, because I mean, you do need to kind of make your grades, you're paying for it. But um, if you don't test at this certain score or something, like we'll put you on a wait list and, you know, maybe you'll get in. So it's higher education is a hot mess. In my opinion, it's a hot buttery mess. Um, and so it's hard. A lot of people are just like, forget it. But I will say as somebody who has gone through the higher education system and although it, yes, I'm not even embarrassed. Like you you could try to clown me and be like, it's taking you all this time for like one degree. Like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because my life has taken different turns and it didn't go the way that I thought it would go. And I didn't do the things I thought I would do. 
And that's because I'm a social butterfly. And although I made good grades in school, I slacked at the end of my senior year because I lived that burnout life. I had too much on my plate and I was tired and I wasn't even thinking about college. I just thought, oh, it'll happen. I'll just go, whatever. Somebody will accept me. And they probably would have had I put in more applications, but that's not the point. (laughs) That is not the point. Um, There were so many other factors in my life that year that, and I'm sure talking to my parent, my mom now, like if I was like, yeah, I was just worried about you guys having to pay for, cause I would have exhausted every option. I wanted to go out of state. And, um, I'm sure if I had said to my mom, like, mom, I don't know, you know, if I can't put in this many applications, I don't know if you guys are going to be able to pay for all the application fees. She probably would have been like, girl, shut up and apply to this school. <laughs> but that was just me. I've always worried about my mom. I've always worried about, I'm always worried about finances. That's why I do what I do. Um, I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again. When I was 14 and I got braces, my sister and I had the same issue with at least our two front teeth. And to be honest, my sister wears it so well. Like I don't even notice it anymore. Um, But we had the same issue. And then I had a couple of other like issues with crowding and things. Um, I had too many teeth in my mouth. (laughs) So there was a lot of crowding on top of that little issue with our front teeth. Um, But I got braces. My mom went ahead and got braces for me. And, um, that was really expensive because she did that on her own. And, um, insurance did not fully cover that. Like the woman paid at least six grand, um, for me to have braces. And she was doing it as a single mother going through a divorce with a daughter in college (laughs) and a daughter in high school who's active and involved in lots of things and needs braces. Like, and on top of that, I had the nerve to be blind. I needed glasses and contacts and stuff too. Like, <laughs> and on top of that, I had the nerve to have a knee injury from playing basketball years prior. So <laughs> like, you know, and she did it. Um, she, God provided, she made, you know, he made a way and my mom made it work. She made it shake, but I've always worried about that. And it was that time that I got braces, um, that my mom was like, yeah, kid, we're going to have to cut back on some things when she started making those payments for the braces. And that kind of, it it hit my heart in a way that I said, you know what, one day I'm going to be able to take care of my mom. Like I, this is what 14 year old me. I went upstairs to my room after she said that. And I thought to myself, I said, okay, like I can't go to the movies with my friends right now. I can't do this. Like I'm going to have to get a job soon. I'm going to have to do this. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to stress. I want to enjoy my youth. And my mom wanted me to enjoy my youth. Um, and she, she did her best to make sure that I did enjoy my youth. But, um, I had a conversation with myself up in my room after that. And I said, you know what, Aislinn, you need to be, you need to live the kind of life where you can give back. You need to be able to take care of your mom one day. And I don't mean take care of her. Like she's an invalid. I mean, you need to have, you need to have something that is residual so that even in your sleep, you get paid and you can put your mother on payroll. And she can just get a direct deposit every week or every two weeks for work that she's not doing just because she's your mother and she's on your payroll. You need to have the kind of life where if you have eight kids and all eight children need braces, you can afford to give all eight children braces and not have to blink or bat an eye and your kids never have to feel the way that you feel right now. So that's why I do what I do um, for the for the generational legacy of my family. But anyway... Um, yeah, so it's just been, it's, it's, it's just been a transition. And so getting to that point of saying like, oh God, like this is not looking, this is not looking like the move, but you're saying this is the move and then questioning, actually, let me hold that thought. 
let's um, slide up out of here for a quick break. Um, but we will continue this discussion after the break with more and just to tell after this. <laughs> hey guys, it's your girl. Listen, if you love this podcast, if you love the topics, let's get beat on the episodes. That's right. Head on over to Instagram and follow at just a teller with three R's to keep the conversation going, to keep up with the topics and to keep the community bright and right. Okay. Make sure you head on over to at basic fatty fit to watch my health journey, to see what I'm eating and how I make certain recipes. Of course, you can find me on YouTube at always Aislin. The name has changed, but the mission is still the same. You can find me now on TikTok at Always Aislin. Okay, if you need some laughs, if you just want to keep up with me, if you need motivation, you if you love the Lord and you want to join our Bible Brunch group or our study or start your own group, head on over to Bible.brunch on Instagram and keep up with the studies. Check us out. You can inquire about starting your own group or joining the group. And of course, the golden follow at Aislin Wade on Instagram and really every other platform because I'm going to keep you motivated. God is working through me and he's going to work through you. Okay, honey. And we got to keep up. We got to go beyond the podcast. So make sure you follow me on all my platforms and let's connect. Let's be more than just listening partners. Let's be buddies. (laughs) All right. So we're back and... We were talking about when it doesn't look, um, when God's calling you to do something, it doesn't look like the move. Yeah. So, um, like I previously stated, you know, called me to leave my job, providing for me to buy this car, but still have payments. And the thing, so let me go back here and then I'm going to move forward with what I was saying. Um, the thing about the car is that the whole point I believe is for me to not even worry about the payments because of what he's told me we're going to do with this car next year. Um, and I've said it, I've written it down. Um, and I've, I've spoken it out loud, but specifically, so I love this car. This car is an absolute upgrade for me. Um, I've always had sedans. So this is an SUV. I am a plus size girl. Um, and so not necessarily saying all plus size people need bigger cars, but I'm like, I previously said before the break, I had a knee injury from basketball, um, in my youth. So I am a plus size girl with a knee injury. Um, and with, you know, a lot of strain on my joints, my knees, you know, I was a dancer. I was, I twirled, I was a twirler for baton, um, majorette for some of y'all. I, um, was a softball player. I played basketball. I played volleyball, like, and your girl, um, not only did I play, I ended up coaching a few years ago. I've gotten into tennis. Um, and so I put, there's a lot of strain on my joints is my point. And on top of that, like I have the nerve to be weightlifting every day and like working out. Um, so there's a lot of strain on my joints and my muscles and things. And so getting up out of the car and my dad and I were having this conversation before I moved to my apartment. I said, you know, dad, I need, um, I'm going to have to have, I need to get a new bed. I said, even if I stay here, I'm going to have to get a new bed because I'm going to need something that I can get down from just the way my knees are set up. Sometimes 
when you have it, for those of you with a knee injury, you know, when you have a knee injury, sometimes if your bed is too low, getting up in the morning, the knees are aching. And so trying to get up out of the bed when your knee is aching from an old injury, oh my God, you just got to sit there and rock and wait for the Lord to come and pick you up because if he don't, it it won't. Okay. We'll be confined to the bed for the first half of the morning. So, you know, and that's why I said, I said, dad, I got to get Um, I need to be able to get down out of the bed instead of getting up out of the bed because my knees in this bed, like, you know, it's old and it's, it's low. And then I said, it's the same thing with the car. I said, I'm grateful for this car. I didn't have to pay a dime for my last car. Um, my dad gave me that car. I had gotten to a car accident and, um, my old car, it wasn't totaled, but my dad had just fixed that car from the damage that it had when I was in California and after the accident, he was like, absolutely not. Like, I love you. And I know that wasn't necessarily your fault, but I'm not about to go through that process again, fixing up this car after we just fixed this car. I think we should just give it away to somebody else. Don't even worry about selling it because honestly, like it ain't even worth it. Give it away to somebody else who has the time to put into it and make it great again. And then, ugh, no pun intended. That's not where I was going with that, but you, you get the gist, you know, and let them have it and thrive. And that's what we did. We gave it to his friend, his friend fixed it up. And then he turned around and gave it to his daughter because she needed a car. And my dad was like, look, I already bought a new car. I already, I needed an SUV like you. I need to get up out of the car and, or get down out of the car instead of getting up out of the car. So I was tired of driving that sedan. Anyway, I already bought an SUV. If you want this car, you can have it, but you need to let me know because I do have buyers. So I was blessed to be able to be given a car to sustain me all that time and, um, and a newer car. I mean, it's new to me, you know, um, the car was less than 10 years old when I, he gave it to me, but so it was the same thing. I said, dad, you know, I love this car. I said, and it has options. Okay. Hold that mule. All right. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) I just got a call for my job and they, Needed my help real quick. Today is my day off. So, you know, when I saw that name flashing on the phone, I was getting ready to wap, ba, 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 ba. Nah, it's not that serious. Um, but I'm happy to help. But anyway, yeah, let's get back into it. Yeah. So I think I was saying that, um, yeah, so my dad blessed me with the car. And then, so yeah, so this car, like I said, I needed an SUV. And we shopped. Like, I took my dad with me um, because I thought that my mom is definitely the negotiator Um, but having the presence of my father when I'm car shopping as a young woman, it makes a difference because now I will say when we finally bought this car, having my mom there was definitely the move just because, um, the lady really did me a solid when it came to that interest. She didn't do that, me that big of a solid, but she did me a good enough solid when it came to the interest, just because she's a mama of like five, I think she said. And then I was there with my mom and my her oldest child is her oldest daughter I believe is like just younger than me like just a year or two younger than me so she felt for me and she felt for my mom they had that mama thing um so it it worked out but when I first went shopping I took my dad you know because we all know how buying a car is we know how salesmen are and I took it I took my dad we went to the Honda dealership um I wanted the Honda Passport I love that sucker um, we test, not test drove it. We rented it. We didn't know. I mean, we, we rented a car to go down to Mississippi like we do. And we happened to get the passport. And I was like, 
this thing slaps. Like at first my sister was telling me about it when she picked it up. I was like, oh, absolutely not. Like she's like, it ain't got no gear shift. It's just buttons. I was like, oh, what is that? We, we driving a spaceship? Don't like it now, boo. Uh. But when we were like driving it down, um, I was like, this is not so bad. I was like, this is actually pretty cool. And like, she, we, we started our drive at night because it was just me and my sister at first. And we met my mom in Mississippi who had flown out already, um, what, days prior to us. So um, we're driving in the middle of the night and like it's doing all these things with the features and the headlights and stuff. And Patrice was, my sister Patrice, she was just pointing out like different things to me. Um, like, oh, look what it does. Look what this does. And, um, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't think about that. And, uh, sorry. Um, I literally keep getting interrupted. <laughs> um, this is why I'm recording in the morning right now. Um, but I usually just do this, um, at night at a set time. And I didn't get to do it last night at the set time because, um, I had a hair appointment and I needed to fix my nails. <laughs> Those of you who don't know, I do my own nails. Um, yeah. So anyway, stay focused. Um, yeah. So I wanted the passport and my dad and I went to the Honda dealership. I fell in love with it when we test drove it. And then I drove most of the way home from Mississippi when we were coming back to Virginia because I loved that thing. I was like, this is nice. Like it got to the point where my sister was like, you need <laughs> to get in the passenger seat and let me take the load off of you. And I was like, girl, this ain't a load. I love driving this thing. And she was like, I understand. And you real hype about the car, but I need you to take a rest. And I was like, but I love it. Fell in love. I did not want to take it back. I loved it. So I wanted it. When my dad and I went to the dealership, we found out that it's actually newer. Like they just started making those in 2018. And to give you context, if you're a car person, so the Pilot is the SUV with the third row of seats in the back. It's meant for the parents with more than two kids who don't want to drive a minivan. The Passport is the same size, but the difference is instead of having the third row of seats, you just have extra, extra like trunk space, like all that is just trunk space. You only have a second row. And I thought that was super cool because, I mean, I don't have big dogs. Like, I have a small animal. She's a, I have a hedgehog. So <laughs> I don't have any dogs or anything. But um, as a former youth leader um, and someone who's going to continue leading youth, the youth, um, even if it's not at my current church, I definitely have to haul, even being a part of the outreach team, like, at my church for the time being, like, I have to haul things around. Um, and then also when I get groceries and again, I don't have any kids. So having a second row only is not that big of a deal for me. So we went in to look at that car. It was way too expensive. Like when he, when the guy was like breaking down the payments and this is before you add in all the things, it was way too expensive. I was like, absolutely not. Like my budget was half of that. I can't do that. And he was like, he, he got really like ugly about it. And he was like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And he was trying to like force me to like make a decision that day. And I was like, nah, sway. Like, and, and I, I, you know, I held my own with him. My dad was really at the end of the day, my dad was there to make sure he didn't take advantage of me, but he was also there, um, to make sure that I didn't hurt that man's feelings because when he started to cut up, that's when I was like, Oh, what we're not going to do. 
is try to force the woman into something she can't afford. That's what we're not going to do. My dad was like, all right, it's time to go <laughs> now before you wring this man's neck. <laughs> um, so I was kind of devastated because I was like, dang, I really wanted a new car. And he showed me some older cars. like, And I was like, nah. Like even the oldest model, which is, again was a 2018, was still too expensive. I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Um, and he tried to show me a CRV. I hated it. It was like a 2015 or something. It looked like a station wagon. I hated it. So I was like, no. So I looked and I looked and I looked. My best friend has a Ford Focus or whatever. Escape. I don't know. I don't necessarily like her SUV. It's cute, but it wasn't for me. So like I looked and then finally I came across the Hyundai Santa Fe. Um, and it literally was everything comparable to, um, the passport that I wanted. Um, it was just less expensive and the, you know, the salesperson that I worked with, she, it, it just all fell into place. So I feel like I'm telling a really long story about a car, but to make it all, make a long story short, a car itself, I felt like was not in my budget, but I knew that it was time. And my dad agreed. He was like, yeah, you don't, the, the engine problem, you don't want that. So the Lord and I sat here one night and I was like, oh, oh, oh. And then he finally was like, hey, if you do this and you have that, then you could cover your cost for this long. And then I'll provide when the money runs out, I'll provide. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I was like, yeah, okay. And then of course, when we get there and find out that the money is way more, that the monthly payments way more, he was like, I'll still provide. Like, so, uh, it just fell into place because when I called the dealership, the Honda de- Hyundai dealership, and I spoke with the girl who I bought the car with, um, she was just so helpful. And I said, listen, let me tell you my experience. Like I said, I really like, I'm scared about doing this. If I could do this all over the phone, I would, because this was the experience I had when I went to the Honda dealership and I really wanted that car. So I want something comparable and I need like, it's ridiculous. I have a, I had a 2012 Honda Accord and yet I had heated seats and electric seats. Like, you know, electric, um, electric seats. I don't have to, there's no lever on my driver's side. And I was like, he literally tried to show me cars with no heated seats and manual, you know, manual seats. And I was like, that's ridiculous. And he tried to be like, well, your budget. And I just explained my experience. And she was like, yeah, no, I honestly, like, I'm really sorry. And she was like, tell me what you're looking for. Okay. So you like the passport. Okay. What do you like about it? Okay. This is what you need. This model or this model would be good for you. Honestly, you could go up a little bit to this model just above the base and you would be fine. Very comparable to what you have, but still even more upgrades than like what you, you know, are used to. Um, but I don't want you to have to like, again, I don't want you to buy something that you can't afford. So what you tell me and she made it work and they, everything, everything was just so accommodating. Like, although the price ended up being more than what I like initially thought in my head it would be it ended up working out. It's because of the interest. Um, when that market crashes, that interest gonna come down though. <laughs> but I don't know, maybe it will. I don't know. But, um, you know, it, it just fell into place. Like everybody was just so accommodating. The atmosphere was so chill. And I actually didn't deal with a man once. I dealt with all women, like I said. And so that really fell into place. But where we are now is actually, let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back with more Just a Tell <laughs> All right, so we're back, and let's get back into it. So, um, yeah, so I said all that to say, um, the Lord has, and again, I feel comfortable enough to share this on here, um, just because 
again, I've written it down. I've shared it with my mom. I've shared it with my best friend. But this car is not. So I'm a planner. I am, again, no, no embarrassment on my part. You want to judge me, judge me. But I've always believed, and I've, I've been struggling. I'll be honest. Like, I've been struggling with still believing this or even, like, do I still want this? But I've always believed that I was going to be a wife. I was going to be a mother. And um, I was going to get married and I was going to have lots of children. I wanted to have six children. Um, I knew what I wanted my dream house to look like. I found my dream house here where I want to live. And I believe that the Lord has said that house is mine, regardless of the price, regardless of the um, status or whatever. But of course, it doesn't have enough room for like all six little chicken heads. But that's okay because he will provide. Come on. That's why renovations are a thing. But, um, so I always believed that I'd have a lot of kids, um, and that I would be married. And so like when I turned tw- 25, maybe 20, you know what? Ask Kylie. I don't know. Yeah. I would say from that span of like 25 to 27 and then 27 on yeah, 27, let's go with, I think 27 was about right. 26, 27. I started moving like I wanted to move, um, in the future as a wife. So I actually did a, a episode back in my earlier seasons of the show about, um, you know, be the person you want to marry. And so for me, I can't just expect to, you know, I had to realize, you know, you know, with my habits now, I can't just expect to go to sleep and like wake up a wife one day or keep doing life that keep doing things the same way I'm doing them and then get married. And then it's like, Oh, well we're married now. All that's going to change. Like I have to build those habits now. So I started doing things like, and honestly, this one's still a struggle, but like laying out my clothes the night before for work down to the accessories, like having the shoes. And I had space for that at my dad's house, just the way um, my room was set up and the amount of space. I had space for that. So I could, I would lay out an outfit, lay out my outfit the night before down to the shoes. If it was wintertime, if I was wearing Spanx, whatever, I'd lay out the Spanx, the socks, if I, if I had to wear socks for it, um, the accessories, I knew how I was going to have my hair done. Like what perfume was I going to wear? Like it was all laid out. So all I had to do was get up in the morning, get dressed, you know, brush my teeth, take care of my hygiene and then get dressed. Like I didn't have to be like, Oh God, what am I going to wear today? Um, I always had extra of everything. So toilet paper, I, I supplied my own toilet paper and paper towels. When I was at my dad's house, he had his and I had mine and I would share, especially the paper towels. Cause he used a lot if he needed them. But, um, I had my own and I always made sure, you know, okay, it looks like we're down to maybe one pack. Now let me get another one. And I would always have backup. So that was something that was a necessity never ran out of, including I use flushable wipes. Um, if you haven't, you should try it. It's going to change your life. So always having a backup, even when I get like, when I buy lotion, deodorant, stuff like that. So I always have a backup. I was planning for the future. Um, and so the conversation I had with the Lord way before he gave me the green light to get this car when I was still living with my dad was that Lord, the next car I get, it's gotta be the car that's going to hold my family. It's gotta be the car that's going to be big enough to how, you know, hold me and my husband and my children, including, you know, the ones that are going to need to be in the third row of seats in the back. And, um, so this, this car is not the car for that. It can hold maybe like the first two kids, but after that we'd have to upgrade because again, there's no third row of seats. But what he said to me was like, Hey, I'm going to bless you with this car. Okay. You're going to pay it off in a year. You heard in a year, it's $34,000. You're going to pay it off in a year and um, you're going to give it away. 
And I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) You're going to give it away. You're going to give it away to somebody who needs a car to carry their children, their smaller family. And they right now are, you know, when you meet them, they'll be walking, whatever. So, so I was like, all right, Lord, let's do it. And it's funny because like, even though this is my car, like I still feel like I'm in a rental car. I like I'm in somebody else's car because I know that it's not my car. Like I'll only have this car for, you know, the rest of this year and like the first couple months of next year. And then I'll be giving it away to somebody else and God will bless me with my car. But it's just crazy. I was like, Lord, I don't know about that. So it's like, it's like this, like he's clearly told me this. He's clearly told me things about the house. He's clearly told me things about the family And like, it's like looking at my situation, honestly, sometimes looking at my finances, like things happen. Um, and being like, all right, so how are you going to do this? Because we're getting down to the wire and now I'm actually starting to have to think about putting money to the side for a car payment or whatever. And, um, this is not the move. So do I need to move back home? Like what, what are we going to do Lord? Because, um, you said, right, but, like, I'm sitting here, and I'm scared because it's looking like it's about to get to the point where I might be living that ramen noodle thug life. Like, what what are we doing? <laughs> like, what, what what's, ha- what's happening? You know what I mean? So it's, like, getting to that place where it's, like, how do you, how do you move in that place where, like, God has clearly told you something, but you're, it's, everything around you is starting to look contrary to what he said, and it's, like, holding your faith keeping your faith, um, while (laughs) trying to honor God, it's hard. Um, it's a hard place to be. And like, if I could say anything for being in this place, you have to change your mindset. And that is difficult. And that has been my biggest struggle this week. Like you wouldn't talk, what did I say? Marriage and kids, right? Like the only man who I can honestly say I've ever, I won't say, well, because I had my childhood crush and I was in love with that man forever. But the only man that I've ever dated and like truly enjoyed and just experienced moments and had magical moments with, um, like those moments that you only hear about in the movies, right? Like those moments that people talk about and you're like, okay, you're doing the most. It's not like that. Like sparks really. I've only ever had that with one person. And, um, we both agreed that like we've, you know, we've only felt that with each other and yet we can't seem to get it together. (laughs) Like, and that is the, that's the most frustrating thing. Like, and I'll be like, if I can be completely transparent, right? So we're, we're going marriage kids, right? I'm almost 30. I don't have net now kid. And it almost feels like I don't have net now prospect. Um, because like I said, the guy, um, we, it's like, we can't get it together. Like, and recently I kind of like finally told him to leave me alone because at the end of the day, like we keep doing this back and forth. And like, if you're not ready and you're not going to commit, then like, there's no point of you continuing to be in my life. And there's no point of me continuing to entertain you. And we've been playing this game for a year, but this was the first time that he finally complied and was like, fine, I'm gonna leave you alone. Now I can't speak to what his phone looks like if he still has my phone number, but I can speak to the fact that he did delete me on Snapchat. And although we don't Snapchat that much, it's still like to see that little X there. It's like, well, dang, he's like, I've always done the deleting. So like, dang, like, is this really, is this really over? And like, 
it, it's, it looks very contrary to what God has said, especially regarding my relationship with this person and the things that other people, that's like that, that's what blows. It's like the things that like other people have said. And when I say other people, I'm talking guys I have met on dating apps and have like dated and talked to. And like, because one thing I'm not like to date me, you can't just be trying to like get in my pants. Like, I'm just not going to fly with that. I'm a deep person. I'm a life coach for God's sakes. Like I've majored in psychology. Like I like to talk and I like to get deep. So, um, (laughs) um, having conversations with guys that like, if I'm going to continue to date you, like we got to talk. And so having conversations with guys that I had been dating and when I say dating, I mean like casually, like we've just been talking, maybe we've made plans to go out or, you know, we've gone out a time or two, but like we really just talk. Um, having those conversations with them and them asking me questions. Oh, when was your last relationship? Oh, tell me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And talking to them about it. It's the, it's like them giving advice. Like you're dating a girl and you're like, yeah, I really hope you guys can work it out. Cause this right here sounds like the real thing. Like that's what blows me. That really blows me. Cause I'm like, bro, what are you saying? Like, what are you actually saying? Like my, one of my good friends, um, he doesn't live too far from me. We, we make music together sometimes. He has said on multiple occasions, he's been like, nah, Aislinn, like this man needs you. And I don't mean like needs you in the sense like you're his mom, you know, like you need to take care of him. He needs you in the sense that like without you, he can't succeed. I'm like, you can't, you, and for, for those of you who are like, excuse me, the, the Bible says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. That's what my friend is saying. I am the favor from the Lord. I am the good thing. He needs me. He'll never get all of what God has called him to do without me and vice versa. Cause God's called me to do a lot, but I'd be blown. Cause I'm like, bro, you don't see how this man is treating me. And my friend, he's so chill. He's like, you're right. Like you're not wrong. I can't say that you're wrong because you're not. Um, but girl, that's between you and the Lord from what I see. Um, and it's like I said, even with the car, even with like my house, like, you know, I've, I've been talking about buying a house for a long time. Like, and like, it's even with my business, like you're calling me to leave my corporate job that although this job does abuse me and definitely has contributed to a lot of medical issues that I have now that I've developed or that have redeveloped, they got good benefits and bills are paid with this job and raises can be met. And, um, you're telling me to leave this job with these good benefits to be a life coach and maybe have a client or two, especially when it feels like the line is in the water and the fish aren't biting, right? Like to run this nail business and like, I'm not even having the time to advertise the way I want to. And it doesn't feel like anybody's buying the nails. Like you want me to be a full, you want me to run this nonprofit um, and try to get government funding to run the nonprofit so that I can also cut myself a salary. Um, but it feels like I don't have the back, like, I don't, I don't understand. You know what I mean? It feels dry and it feels bare here. And it's like, it, everything is literally opposite. Everything that God has, that I believe that God has said, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Cause I'm not going to second guess myself. Everything that God has said to me, um, it feels like my life is completely contrary right now to what he said. And it's like, how do you keep going with that? How do you keep trusting with that? Um, but let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back. 
All right, so we're back. And yeah, so it's like everything feels contrary. And um, it's like, what do you do with that, right? Like, how am I supposed to believe and trust you right now when it feels like everything that you've said I would have, every place, everywhere you said I'd be, everything you said I'd be doing. And on top of that, you're telling me to leave my job, but you don't see these finances, like you don't see what's going on. Like, it feels like, oh my God, I've misheard. Now I'm in a pickle. I'm going to get evicted. Like, you know what I mean? And what I've had to really learn over this week and Honestly, if that affects my social media presence, meaning like if I can't post every day or whatever and I have to take a day, I have to take a day, man, because God is doing a work in me. And I don't just mean like a mighty, he's doing a mighty work in a sense of it's not that it's not just about um, prosperity. It's also about healing. It's also about training me, pruning me. And this is hard. Like, but what I've been learning is I have to change my mindset. So I have had to sit down, watch the same sermon twice, re-encourage myself and say, Hey, no matter what it looks like, you have got to encourage yourself. You have got to, you've got to look this thing in the face and say, no, because my God said that I'm going to pay this car off in a year and I'm going to give it away to somebody else. So God, I thank you for the person, the family that desperately is going to need this car. I thank you for bringing them right into my life, Lord, and just letting it happen so smoothly. I thank you. I don't know where the money's coming from, but I thank you for the finances to be able to pay this thing all the way off in a year's time so that I can give it away. Like, I thank you for that title coming through at the beginning of 2023. God, I don't know where the money's coming from, but I thank you for blessing me with the money, with the favor to get this house, this house that has already had multiple offers on it. I thank you for the favor that out of all those offers, none of them matter because it's not my offer. It's not me because this is for me. And I thank you for the favor to be able to have that on me. God, I know that this situation with this man that you say I'm supposed to be dealing with, (laughs) your son, (laughs) (laughs) this right here don't look like it's it but I thank you because if this is what you've called me to cover him heal him lift him up God lift his head up work do a work in him leave me out of it right now do a work in him bless him God let him show him Lord that there's so much favor that you have for him and then you could throw me in there and be like because she is the favorite so it's like you have to change your mindset and I just have to remind myself you know I'm just, God, like, I'm thankful for this. You said it, it's going to happen. You said it, da, 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 da. And, um, it's, it's not easy. Like I was, it's not easy. And especially if you're an overthinker, it is not easy because you overthink everything. Then you get in your head and you start breaking down and you're like, oh my God, you have to build yourself back up. So it's not easy. And I'm not ever going to sit here. I can't stand those Christian influencers that like, they make you think like, yeah, you just gotta, you gotta lift your head up and you gotta do this and da da da. And like, it's not easy. It's not that easy. And I wish more people would be honest about that. It's not that easy because we are human because our minds wander, like, because we are overthinkers because we have, we're anxious. Like it is not always going to be as easy as being like, well, God's going to provide. And that's that. Like, it is going to feel like, okay, well, uh, Lord, if I going to look like a fool because it's, and that's the reality of it. But we have to, we owe it to ourselves to continue to work on changing our mindset. Although it's not easy, although it's not going to happen overnight, you just got to roll with it. You got you to gotta roll with it um, because, and you have to work on it. So if there's one thing I can say, actually, let's take, I know you're going to be like, we just took a break, but let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
All right, let's talk about business real quick. And specifically in business, I wanna talk about your health. Listen, your mental health is super important. If you're not in therapy, I recommend you get in therapy. Therapy is beyond important. Now, if you have a, if you're skeptical about therapy, you're skeptical about seeing a therapist, you don't feel like there's anyone you can trust, maybe therapy is not for you, let me recommend to you life coaching. And if you're wondering, yes, your girl is a life coach. She is a relationship coach, a health coach, a prayer coach, a confidence coach, all of the things. Um, and if life coaching seems like a better option for you, maybe less intimidating, less scary than therapy, I encourage you to head on over to my Instagram at Aislinn Wade, click the link in my bio. That link is going to take you to my link tree. And at the very bottom of my link tree is my website. You can click on my website. You can head over to the life coaching option on my website, or you can just scroll down to inquire at the bottom of the website. Either way, reach out. Let me know that you're interested in life coaching, relationship coaching, whatever it is. Let me know that you're interested reach out and um, the team will get back to you. We'll schedule a 15 minute consultation with you. The consultation is 100% free. We're going to make sure that we're the right fit for each other and we're going to grow together. But take your health seriously. Take your mental health seriously. Take your goals seriously. You owe it to yourself to be the best version you can be. All right, so we're back. And if I can leave you with any closing remarks, um, Uh, Well, I'm going to leave you with these closing remarks, the same closing remarks I left you with before we went to commercial. Um, You have to train your mind. You have to train your spirit and you have to allow God to prune you. Pruning is not fun. It is painful. It is so uncomfortable, but God does his best work outside of the comfort zone. So you have got to allow God to do what he's going to do. And although honestly, and No, I can't speak from this from the other side because I'm still on this side, but when things are looking the exact opposite of what he said, that's when he's bringing it all together. So I know that right now, even though everything looks up, literally everything, there's not a single thing (laughs) that looks like what he said right now. When everything looks opposite of what he said, that's how I know he is bringing it together right now. And he, and I'm going to (laughs) blink, blink, blink. And we're going to be in business, baby. Like it's going to be so everything is just going to change like that. Like I, I believe that like that acceleration is on that. And like, this is not an overnight thing. We've been in this process for a long time. I said 27, I'm 29 now. So we've been in this process for a while. And even before I turned 27, like I said, we've been in this process for a while. So allow, allow yourself to be human. Okay. Allow yourself to have those moments and give yourself grace when you have those moments that you're like, Oh God, I think I'm starting to doubt God. I don't know what to do. God, I might have to make an OnlyFans cause it looks like it's not about to work out and I got to pay for this car. Like allow yourself grace when you have those moments because you're human. You're going to have, you are never going to be all faith all the time. You're never going to be all like, God's going to do it because he said he's going to do it. It's coming even though I'm broke right now. Like, no, you're going to have these moments where you're like, God, I don't know what to do. God, I'm scared. Like, God, help me. God, help me because if I can't afford this, like, I don't know. Like, I got to afford to live. Like, 
come on, Lord, how are we going to pay this rent? How are we going to pay for this car and this rent? Like, are we going to have to cancel all the subscriptions? What are we going to do? Like, am I, I going to have to start selling my stuff? Like, and just have a bed only? Like, what are we going to do? Living out of laundry baskets. Um, and know that that's not your story. Like, the worst case scenario that you make up in your head, that's not your story and that's not what it's going to be. But give yourself grace when you have those moments. And still go through the process. Continue to retrain your mind. Continue to allow God to retrain your mind and retrain your mindset. Because honestly, he's the only one that can do it. Um, He's the only one that can do it. And uh, although it's not easy, it's worth it. It's really worth it. Um, because when you come out on the other side of this, and again, I haven't reached the other side, but I promise you when I get there, I hope y'all are rejoicing with me. Cause I'm definitely going to rejoice. Uh, when you come out on the other side of this, you're going to see why you had to go through. You're going to see why you had to have those moments. You're going to understand why even in those times where it felt completely contrary, why it had to be like that, but you'll have more gratitude when you come out on the other side, having to go through that. So just be patient with yourself. Um, let God take his time. Let him do. He knows what he's doing. Okay. Taking his time could be drawn out or taking his time could actually be pretty quick. Like it doesn't matter, but let him take his time. He knows what he's doing. You don't know what you're doing. He knows what he's doing. And all you can do is allow him to work how he worked. He's been doing it for thousands of years, like, and he's not failed yet. So <laughs> what you think you going to do <laughs> if you only been here for like a couple decades? Um, so just let him do his job. That's all you can't do. Do the right thing. Okay. Call me Spike Lee. Do the right thing. Just do the right thing. And doing the right thing is giving yourself grace and allowing God to do his work and you standing in it. So this week, you know, just make sure, you know, if I could tell you anything to kind of help you help make that easier, like I said, retrain your mind, just continue to say, you know what, God, no matter what it looks like, I trust you. No matter that this feels like this, I trust you. No matter that this is looking like this, I trust you. This sounds like this. This seems like it's not going to, I trust you because what you said is true. Your word is law. And if you said it, you're going to do it. I tell lies. You don't. So if If you don't lie and you have said this, then it's going to happen. And I trust you. Make it do what it do. And I'm going to be right here. And yes, I know I'm going to stumble. I know I'm going to fall. I know I'm going to have those moments where I'm like, God, why help me, please? I don't know why. Yes, I'm going to have those moments. But you got me. You trust. I trust you. You've trusted me with a great gift. And, uh... This is what you do. This is what you specialize in. So we're going to do it. No matter what it looks like, it's me and you in this thing. And you're going to do it. And I praise you. And you're going to get all the glory. Trust and believe. Huh? On the wedding day, you're going to get all the glory. Now, see, I didn't. This always happens. I don't be trying to preach. But on the wedding day, you're going to get all the glory. Because when it looked like it was nothing, you were there. Okay, when we get the house, you get all the glory. When that car is paid off, you get all the glory. When you bless me with the next car, okay, you get all the glory. Like, it's going to be a party in your name because you did it. So, give yourself grace. And just trust. Let it do what he going to do. So, thank you 
so much for being here. You could have been anywhere else, but instead you chose to be here listening to me ramble on and on and on and on. And for that, I am eternally grateful. Shout out to everybody who's listening from every city, every state, every country, every town, every village, every province, every continent. You are the best. You are amazing. I am so happy you guys are here. Thank you for being here. I love you guys. Um, And there really would be no show without you because without you all, like I would just be talking to myself. (laughs) So it's, I I love that you guys are here. Um, Don't forget to, you can follow me on the socials at Aislin Wade on pretty much everything. Um, Always Aislin on TikTok. And then you can follow this show just to tell her three R's on Instagram follow my health journey I am still working on I'm getting together actually I have my appointment with my my first appointment with my with the new bariatric surgeon that I'm working with um today in about an hour so keep me in your prayers pray that it all works out that insurance is going to cover everything and that I'm going to have a phenomenal surgery and an even more phenomenal recovery um but you can follow that at uh at um basic baddie fit on Instagram and follow my nails on basic baddie <laughs> sorry um follow my um my nail I mean people just really try to distract me today y'all I'm trying to get this podcast done folks are really not letting me live um <laughs> yeah you can um follow my business basic baddie on Instagram Everything is always on at Aislin Wade's uh, bio, so you can go on there and just click around, follow Bible.brunch, and uh, let's connect, let's get it together, and uh, we're a community, we are a family, and these YouTube videos are coming back, honey, so um, just stay tuned, hmm? stay tuned, and uh, just check up over on YouTube, because uh, I'm coming with the fire this year, I mean that, um, I'm coming with the fire, God is coming with the fire, he's taking me in a new direction, and we're going to direct together. We're going to go together. And listen, if this direction is not for you, um, that's all right. Okay, you can get off the train. Okay, I'm not going to be for everybody. But the ones that I am for, hold on. Because we're in for a ride. Um, and yeah, that's it. So until next time, you guys, be easy, be breezy, and I'll see you. Bye.